the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the second chapter. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it had been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they sent out and there ahead of them went the star that they had also seen rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is Epiphany, and in our Gospel reading we enter the wonderful account of the wise men, also called the Magi, who are following the star to the Christ child. Matthew wants us to know that Jesus is the divine Messiah, that he is the fulfillment of Hebrew scriptures, and also that he was born for the whole world. So today, we will see that Jesus' first baby shower was thrown by foreigners, by people who came to worship and honor him from a far away land. Let's look at the characters surrounding the birth of Jesus in our Gospel reading today. First, we have Herod the Great. He was, in many ways, truly great. He kept the peace. He was famous for massive building projects, including the Fortress of Masada and the Jerusalem Temple. He was sometimes generous, but he was also paranoid and suspicious murdering his rivals, real and imagined, including many family members. Herod's official title for 35 years as we enter this story had been King of the Jews. So imagine how such a person would react when news reached him that a child had been born who was destined to be king. As Matthew tells us a few verses after our gospel reading for today, Herod ordered the murder of all children under two years old in and around Bethlehem in an attempt to kill the Christ child. All this terrible information reminds us 
that Jesus was born into the real world, a world filled with violence and sin, a world where power was misused, a world that needed the Prince of Peace very much and still does. Next, the Magi. Did you notice that Matthew doesn't tell us how many there are or that they were our kings? We get we three kings from the lovely hymn, not the Bible, but they are most certainly following the star of wonder, star of night. Since about the sixth century, tradition has given them the names of Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. Magi were expert astrologers. This was a very learned occupation, and it was long before the time when astrology and astronomy diverged from one another. It was their job and their calling to know the stars, to predict and confirm their changing positions, and to believe the destinies they saw written there, as well as studying the holy books, being religious leaders, interpreting dreams, and advising kings. They were from the east, probably Babylonia or Persia, and some said they were also highly respected as healers. Another great character in this account is the star itself. In their charting of the heavens, the Magi saw a day overflowing with astrological omens for the birth of a great king. What was going on in the heavens that would declare to them that a child had been born king of the Jews? With such certainty and wonder that they packed their precious gifts and left their home to find and worship him. One explanation, based on astronomical records from the time and region of the Magi, has been offered by astronomers such as Johannes Kepler in the 1500s and by Dr. Carlos Kaufmanis, who spoke here at St. Philip the Deacon on the Star of Bethlehem in 1994. Perhaps some of you are old enough to have been students of Dr. Kaufmanis at Gustavus or at the University of Minnesota. They say it is possible that the star the Magi had seen at its rising was a brilliant conjunction of the planets Saturn and Jupiter. At that time, certain planets and stars were associated with different countries and events and so on. Saturn and the constellation Pisces were both associated with the house of Israel, and Jupiter was associated with royalty. If details make you glaze over, you can take a little nap now. <laughs> Astronomy records show that on April 12th, in the year 7 BCE, as reckoned by our current calendar, Saturn and Jupiter rose together in the morning sky alongside the rising sun. This is called a heliacal rising. And with special significance, this time that rising took place in the constellation Pisces. According to Dr. Kaufmanis, this would certainly have gotten the Magi's attention and they would have known that it pointed to a royal birth in the house of Israel. Then, in the following months, the planets would rise close to one another in conjunction no less than three times. On May 27th, 
when Kaufmanis imagined that the Magi might have said, yikes, there it is again, let's follow it. But wait, it's too hot to travel so far right now. We need to wait. And maybe they waited a few weeks, but certainly when the conjunction happened again on October 5th, they would have said, this is it, it's time, we're going. So they headed west to the big city of Jerusalem. But by the time they got there, the planets would have separated again, and they would not have known where to go. Matthew tells us that they asked around, where is the child who is born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. They probably thought everybody would be talking about it, but it seems to have gone unnoticed. Herod heard about them and was frightened and threatened by their question about another king. So he asked his experts where the Messiah was to be born. They knew in Bethlehem, as prophesied by Micah. Then Herod secretly called in the Magi and found out from them when the star had appeared. Now we aren't told very much about that conversation with Herod, but I wonder if they realized that they were in the presence of the current king, sharing their intention to worship not him, but a new king who had been born. Herod sent the Magi to Bethlehem, and he told them to find the child and report back to him. He said it was in order that he could also go and worship him. But of course, Herod was lying. He planned to kill the one who might someday become his rival. Matthew tells us, when the wise men had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. Dr. Kaufmanis explained that verse this way. He said the last conjunction happened on December 1st. The planets were then the closest, and it happened in the night sky, and it could be seen from Jerusalem, shining brightly toward the south of the city. And a few miles south of Jerusalem is the little town of Bethlehem. It could have happened that way, and it's most certainly fascinating reading. Okay, astronomical detail is now concluded. Matthew says, when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. Overwhelmed with joy. But even that exuberant phrase doesn't begin to state it. Literally, Matthew said, they rejoiced exceedingly with extreme joy. They had finally arrived, and they fell on their knees, and they worshiped the Christ child and offered him their precious gifts. The gifts were gold, a gift one would bring to an audience with a king because the stars had told them that they would have such an audience. They brought frankincense, which was used in worship by a priest whose function is to open the way to God. The gift of frankincense says that Jesus opens our way to God. And the third was myrrh, which was used in embalming. It points to Jesus' death. But myrrh was also used medicinally to heal wounds, and the Magi were thought to be healers. So myrrh may also point to Jesus as the healer of the world. They were expensive gifts and portable. 
Perhaps when Joseph and his family fled to Egypt, some of those gifts were sold along the way to finance the journey. God likes to provide for the journeys that God calls us to make. In his delightful book, The Rebel Angels, Robertson Davies has a character named Yurko. Yurko has a special devotion to the baby Jesus and a little trouble with English. One day, he was describing the gifts of the Magi to someone. He said, one king brings gold to baby Jesus, which is good, but that's not all. The other kings bring frank innocence and mirth. (laughs) Gold, frank innocence, and mirth. Those are excellent gifts, too. The Magi were people who had everything. Camels, fancy clothing, education, financial resources, community respect. They left their homes and risked a long and dangerous journey just to see the child king of a different faith, a different people, a different nation. In their own lands, they would have been known for their skills in astrology, living lives with responsibility, notoriety, and wealth. And yet, they must have had a longing within them to make this trip, perhaps a longing for something more. Although the Magi returned to their own land, I believe that in some way they remained at home in the Christ child, whom they had first seen in the stars and then face to face. We have looked at the characters of Herod and the Magi and the star. The final character in this wonderful account is, of course, you. If you have a longing for something more today, if you are hoping for some exceeding great joy, then the Magi might say to you, you have already arrived. My friends, it is all right here and now, for it is in the great love of our Savior Jesus Christ that joy is found, and it is in worshiping him and offering him the most precious gift of our very selves that our journey finds its way home. In the words of St. Augustine, you have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. And so, brothers and sisters, on this Epiphany Day, let us open up our restless hearts and come home to the Savior, who welcomes us to himself and also to his dinner table in Holy Communion. For he is still and always nourishing and strengthening us for our journey home. In the name of Jesus, amen.